Hello and welcome to another episode of the FPL Hangover Podcast where we raise the bar and lower the tone of things FPL related. This is the part, folks, where I usually do a mildly amusing and sometimes highly erotic intro to the episode. This week, however, the FBL Hangover would like to pay their respects to a man that sadly passed away today. Not just any man, but a national icon. Broadcasting legend, chat show host extraordinaire, Mr. Gayburn. Now, I'm not too good with this emotional stuff. I like to keep that deep down inside. But I'll leave you with this old saying. It goes something like, Every person dies twice. First, when your heart no longer beats... And second, when your name is no longer spoken. And I can promise you, it will be a long, long time before Gay Burns' name is not mentioned on this little rock. Now, folks, it's time to introduce a man that has had his name forgotten so many times. They call him Dr. Rohypnol, my podcast partner in crime. Seamus, how are you getting on, my friend? False. That is not true. (laughs) Every week you introduce a new false fact about me. (laughs) Well, some of them are false. It's up to the viewers to pick which we'll one. We'll do a poll listeners. at the end of the season and it'll be like, guess which one of these facts was correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The answers may surprise you. <laughs> a little bit of clickbait on the pod. Yeah, yeah. And a little image of you with uh, with a finger to your lips going, hmm, I wonder. They know. They, they, they're pitching the exact same thing in my mind. I did, I did burn some brain cells this week, so parts of my memory may be fuzzy from this weekend, but that was more drink related. Mm-hmm. And that probably ties in a bit more with my FPL handle. Yeah, that's fair enough, and the FPL podcast in general. But I don't think there would have been too much cause for drowning sorrows this week. Uh, how did you get on in the FPL? Uh, pretty good, pretty good, uh, pretty good. Uh, 64 points, similar score to you, I believe. Yeah, almost identical. Identically similar to you. So, yeah, I think a lot of people had good weeks this week, and uh, a lot of that will come down to everyone's favourite FPL player, Lundstram. Many people listening to this pod will have had him this week and there will be a few who will have had him stuck on the bench. A lot of people might have got him off the bench and yeah, there's a lot of hard luck stories out there as well. I've seen a lot more people with him in their team. Like I as soon as he scored the second goal, I went, Fuck me, uh this is he's on for a massive haul. So I went straight down through a couple of the mini leagues and every everyone had Lundstrom. I was like, "Ah, what's the and anyone who didn't uh, had him as first sub you know, so I was like yeah. okay but it was like 90% Lundstrom has played a home match against Burnley yeah and there was people who like maybe had Autumn Mendy uh, starting and then Lundstrom first sub and then to see Autumn Mendy come on in yes. the 90 some 95th minute just for the last minute of play must have been a big kick in the stones but I saw other people there who maybe had um, no pun intended yeah cannons <laughs> <laughs> there might be other people who had Cancelo or they might have had uh just regular Mendy, not Autumn Mendy. Yeah. It's his pre-evolved form. And <laughs> they got him off the bench, you know, so fair enough. Uh, I did have some points on the bench, uh, which is actually my low point of the week. Are we getting straight to the low points? Before we get on to our no, low points, before we points, get to low points yeah. what, you got 64. Where does that see you come in at the game week rank? Do you have that, right. Yeah, I have that here. So 64 points is a game week rank of 1.97 million. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, an under 2 million rank which is only like the third time this season I've had that I've had a few in the 2 million ranks but yeah generally speaking I'm doing better than I was there the average was 53 so that's 11 points above the average now up to 574 points which is a 200k green arrow now at 1.32 million green arrow boom so the goal is by the end of next game week to be inside the top million 
Well, I hope you fail miserably. But I did get a quite a similar score to you this week. Uh, as you said, identical. 64 points. And my green arrow wasn't as big as yours, Seamus, I'm afraid. It was That's a... That's what she said. Exactly. <laughs> Why is it green? Uh, but no, it was 30, 30k uh, rise. So I went from 580 up to 550. I think my game week rank was something like 1.9 mil something like yours was it would be the same score so it would be the same oh yeah well I wasn't listening when you said what yours was so I was actually okay, just okay. thinking out loud but, uh, moving on swiftly we let it this part out yeah we'll just cut it off but yeah no so uh, 1.9 mil game rank and up to 550 overall so yeah um, I think it was a week where there was a lot of like Mane coming in late uh Aguero getting that goal mm. there was a couple of things Sayunku I think as you mentioned there and we'll get onto it a bit more there was a couple of big points out there that we didn't have any action with and I think that's kind of you know as the game as the game week ended my green arrow was getting smaller and smaller yeah I kind of the spread of points this week generally seem to be somewhere between 50 and mid 70s but say 50 and 75 depending on whether you started or had Lundstram or Sayunchu. Or both. If you had if you started or played both this week and you also had a Mane or you had um Abraham. Abraham. Yeah. Or if you got your captaincy right, the the scores that did really well this week in the eighties and even the nineties, I've seen a few of those in our mini league, those were guys who captained Mane or captained Abraham and also had Lundstrom and Sayunchu and stuff yeah. like that. So there was points out there to be had and it was kind of a case of how many did you get your hands on before the game week finished? It wasn't. Exactly. It was a case of how many not if you had any whereas yeah. a lot of weeks it's like did you have those five you know one or two of those five players that delivered? This week there was a fuck ton of the people that delivered so it was like how many of them did you Even have? Even the Liverpool fullbacks the two most well actually I was going to say the two most popular but Van Dijk is the most popular I think he's got 45% ownership in the game but yeah. he's out of the three of those guys, he would be the least, uh, what's the word? Owned? No, the least. Potent. like Yeah, potent for yeah. a time. I'd be the ones I would be least concerned about having. I would even have had Matip ahead of Van Dyke now because just Van Dyke's attacking threat that I was predicting before the start of the season doesn't really seem to be there. They're not really aiming for him in you the see, back post as You see, the much. big thing is that he's missing the clean sheets. You yeah. could bide your time, wait for those uh, couple of goals, three, four goals. He's going to get before the end of the season. I don't. I'd be surprised if he doesn't score two to three goals uh, before the season ends. It's just the kind of record that he's capable of. Uh, you know, with his with his threat in the box from set pieces. So two to three goals, I can see him with. He hasn't delivered on them yet. Uh, but it's the fact that he's just Liverpool aren't keeping clean sheets. At least with Robertson or. Or trying to, you've got attack and return supplementing it. Yeah. You don't have that with Van Dyke. It's 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 a build. Uh, for me, like I was a big fan of Van Dyke last season. Yeah. I had him instead of Robertson. There wasn't a whole lot between them by the end of it. But I think with the emergence of Trent is here as an absolute FPL, uh, as close to must have as you could yeah. have. I think in that position, like for defense. If you have Robertson, fine. I feel like you're probably covering it. I do think Trent's going to get 20 to 30 points more than Robertson by the end of the season. But you are kind of covering it, and I can respect that. But without one of the two, or both, I'm like, oh, man, what are you doing in your defense? Robertson has like been banging in points ever since I got rid of him and did the swap. Yeah. Like He got a goal this week. Last week, he got a goal, and he's picking up bonus. I was happy that, um, that Trent got more bonus than Robbo yeah. from his assist. Uh, but like Trent's just so dangerous. Trent could be just getting like double digit returns every game with the amount of t- attacks he's initiating and crosses he's putting in there. But the, just to touch on the Van Dyke part, and I promise I'll leave it at that because Van Dyke isn't the really 
fanciful yeah. FPL option to even to discuss this season. At the start of the season, I was thinking back. Remember how attacking he was last year? He was getting on the end of every cross. He just looked like he could score every game. Whereas this season, they're either not finding him. I don't know whether he's not as aggressive in the box at corners. I've missed the last... Co- I haven't seen their last two games. Um, so maybe the last two games he's been a, tra- a threat again. But like he hasn't really either been aimed for or you know, mm. been coming close. Well, I think did, that's the joy. He did have one good chance. Sorry. Against... Who was I playing the game before? Uh, I don't know. Was it Everton? Oh, I don't know. Someone put tipped it over to Bar Leicester. Ah, oh, fuck, can't remember. Yeah. I have to check that. Embarrassing. Yeah, yeah but you no, know, he. I mean, he's the kind of player that if you look at last season, yeah, uh, like you just there, there's going to be massive swaths of the season where you don't. He doesn't deliver any attacking returns, and then there'll be that two or three week period where he gets himself a goal and assist and a clean sheet. Yeah, In, it was Gazaniga who made a fine save for him. Oh, so was first. Yeah, 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 sure. How do we forget? Yeah, yeah so yeah, but uh, yeah, just. Um, those guys delivered. Um, if you had Sayunchu, who's a very popular player in FPL at the moment as well, he got 14 points. Points everywhere. Um, you mentioned Sayunchu as your low point. Do you want to yeah. delve into that a little bit more? There's not too much to say. I benched him and he wasn't even um, my first sub. My first sub was Fredericks for West Ham. Uh, now, I know you're going to give me shit for yeah. like starting him ahead of him. But my question was really, okay, I'm starting. I'm definitely going to start... What's his face? Uh, Trent. That's a, that's a no-brainer. Um, Man City are playing... Southampton. Southampton at home. Yep, so Got to play him. So like maybe the same thing will happen from the previous game where he won't play anything and I'll get my first sub. So it was going to be, okay, which of the next three defenders am I going to play? Uh, one was uh, Lundstrom against Burnley. Burnley. That was de- he was always going to play. The next... Uh, so then it was going to be, okay, I got to organise my bench in case Adam well, Mendy doesn't play. Just to save you a bit of time, like I wouldn't give you shit for the three you played. I would have played mm. Adam Mendy, Ber- uh, Alexander-Arnold and Lundstrom, for yeah. sure. But my issue was seeing Fredericks. I was like, how is he ahead of the... Pe- you know, in the pecking order, uh, ahead of Lundstrom with a home match against... Ahead Burnham. of... Sayunchu, you mean? Sayunchu, sorry, yeah. Basically, Sayunchu is away from home yeah. against Crystal Palace, who... Don't give up that many chances. They've got like before this game week, they won like the third or fourth best defense in the league. I'm not up to date with the stats, so I don't know where yeah. they're falling now. But um, they're not giving up a whole lot of chances. Their problem is they don't score a lot. So it was kind of like, okay, there's um, Sionchu has got a chance of a clean sheet, but I reckon that uh, West Ham yeah. had a better chance of a clean sheet. They were at home, and again, it was like Lundstrom was rested last week for. What's his face? Uh, Zabletta. And I was like, maybe again, the same thing happens again where if he doesn't play, he comes on. But I actually felt just like... To be honest with you, like, just to clarify, like West Ham at home to Newcastle and uh, so Leicester away to Crystal Palace. Like, I'm not going to give you too much shit for it yeah. uh, because I do think on paper, West Ham at home to Newcastle, who, as we know, are one of the most toothless teams in the yeah, league. That for was, sure. That was basically fight. it. I, th- I thought Newcastle were less likely to score away from home uh, from the, what I've seen this season than Crystal Palace were... Um, to not score at home even though Leicester have the better defence and uh, that's kind of what I went with also Sayunchu has basically shown like a whole lot of zero attacking threat this season whereas Fredericks as a fullback um, has been getting forward has been putting in crosses and stuff like that so I was like okay better chance as as good of or slightly better chance of a clean sheet for Fredericks more attacking threat therefore he he starts ahead of him yeah no I mean like I as I said 
I do get your logic there. It's actually pretty sound. I my initial reaction of anger was probably before the game week or before the Saturday fixtures had finished. So I was looking at Otamendi not playing, mm. and I was thinking, oh, this cunt is gonna get fucking Sayunku off the bench, or he's gonna get Sayunku off the bench again. Looked at it, and I was like, oh. Why is he played Fredericks ahead of him? And I think that was my. I was like, that's what, a, when did you you looked at this yesterday after Sancho got his points? Because mm. when I because when I looked at it, this was Saturday, twelve o'clock. By the way, so why were you even concerned I was going to get Sancho off the bench? Because or no, this is when the city match. Either way, I don't remember when I was looking at it. I was just looking at my at your team and going, oh, like because last last week is the reason why it was in my brain because you had Sancho come off for the clean sheet last week, yeah. and in my head I was going. The exact same thing is going to fucking happen this week. I was like, Sunku's going to get a clean sheet for Leicester and he's going to come off James's. It was, uh, yeah, it was, and that was my low point when he scored because I was like, of course I have him on the bench. And a load of people had him on the bench this week as well. I saw tons of people have him on the bench. I think the general had him on the bench as well. Oh, I had him on the bench. You had him on the yeah. bench. You know, <laughs> like, I mean, I least, had him on the bench. It's I, no consolation that he was, you know, he was your first sub, was it? Uh, no, it was probably harder to take. But look, there, you know, there isn't a whole lot of low points to talk about this week, if you ask me. Outside of, you know, Man City captaincy blanks, no. there were so many people delivering. And with that in mind, you know, what was your high point? Uh, my high point was uh, Jimenez stealing the max bonus points in the game against Arsenal because you had Aubameyang, who was obviously on for three bonus before that. So to see him uh, score and thus nullify any advantage you might get over me yeah. and then seem to take the three bonus and only leave Aubameyang with a paltry two bonus it was quite satisfying yeah well considering we both do a podcast together it's not surprising that our teams would be relatively similar and that we'd have little differentials between them and one of the big differentials as you mentioned is I had Aubameyang and you had Jimenez when we both uh, shipped out our Liverpool mids that's where we put our funds mm-hmm. and uh, yeah that was that it was a very close uh, runner for my low light of the week Aubameyang already getting the goal 1-0 up against Wolves mm-hmm. for the majority of the game on for 2-3 to three bonus points uh, yeah as soon as he, uh, I saw Wolves equalise I went this is most definitely going to be <laughs> yeah and it was and fair enough I think Jimenez is a very solid pick he's really good for the bonus as well when he does score I mean a couple of weeks ago he scored and got two bonus as well from a penalty yeah he's no solid. he get did he get the three bonus but he had a yellow card for diving that was it yeah yeah no I think you're right actually that was the week where he could have had a hat trick and Var yeah. helped out a bit there another week where he had my uh, my heart in my mouth but that was a sickener he did pick up the three bonus point and it did take uh, Aubameyang uh, you know down quite a big peg so I can get it that's your high points and your low points what was your low point if that wasn't yours I was hoping that would be your low point no it wasn't uh, my low point this week actually occurred my low point and my high point occurred before Man United versus Bournemouth had kicked off at half 12 uh, which was a bit of a surprise yeah, I still don't know what this could potentially be okay so my low point this week and it's one that's probably going to be one of my low points of the fucking season is Callum Winston dropping back down to 7.9. That absolutely <laughs> pissed me off when I saw that. I don't know if it was the Friday, was it the Friday night he went down or the Thursday night? I don't remember whether it was Friday morning when I woke up or Saturday morning when I woke up. But either way, as soon as I saw his price at 7.9, I thought, well, that's my fucking low points of the week. Had it, I, so it, got, it had gone back up to 8, had it? It had gone back up to 8. Oh. So I sat on him, so watched it drop all the way down to 7.8 and watched it go all the way back up to 8 million and knew I was going to come off him this week, uh, if not like last week. But I was going, okay, 
uh, I get my 8 million back that's my kind of I'll be happy with that to see it back to 7.9 in such a short amount of fucking time I was just absolutely cursing cursing anything and anyone that was around me and that's why this season I'm not even really paying attention to price rises. it's the first season of like compared to many where I'm not checking the stats every evening before you know I go tucking myself into bed for the yeah. night I'm going, oh, what's the likelihood of someone dropping tonight? Because what I'm finding is people who are likely to drop aren't dropping. And people who are, like, are nowhere near dropping, like Adam Endy dropped um, last night. Yeah. And I don't think he was close to dropping. I think he was only at like 70%. Is he down to 5.3 now? He's down to 5.3. Uh, I can't remember what he's down he to. He was? Now. He dropped 0.1. I think he's down to 5.4 now. Well, I got rid of him on Friday Friday night and he was 5.4 already. So he, and he must have dropped to 5.3, so I can't remember. That's crazy. No, that is mental. And I agree with you. The price uh, drops are a little bit volatile. I don't know. Like, I'm not going to go into too much, but I do wish there was a tad bit more transparency in terms of how it works. Because at least that way you could keep on top of it. But look, I'm like you. I had to watch Vardy rise this week because I... Wasn't in. I wasn't going to transfer anyone in before the Carabao Cup fixtures. Mm. That's just something you know yourself. Most people have a kind of a personal rule like that. So I wasn't transferring anyone in. So watching him go up to nine point three before Friday's deadline, or before you know I made my transfers from Friday. That's that was fine, but I was taking that in the chin. Now it has kind of scuppered some some future plans, and I'm sure we'll get into this later on at some stage, whether we want to or not. I feel like they're going to be absolutely identical. Uh, into what our plans are for the next couple of weeks and you're laughing already uh, and we haven't spoken about this so we'll leave it until it does come up organically but uh, I've just as as we were chatting to Stephen I was just going actually there's no way we don't have the same fucking plan but look that was my low point of the week Callum Wilson Callum Wilson's price drop uh, I was happy to see him not scoring uh, and getting a one point all because I did get rid of him this week and mm. before I go into my high point my two transfers this week I had two frees uh, were Otamendi out Otamendi didn't play and uh, Wilson out and I got in Vardy who scored and uh, Rico who I left on my bench now he did get a clean sheet a bit annoyed as my third sub but third clean sheet in a row for uh, Bournemouth absolutely insane that they have that amount of clean sheets in a row mm. uh, it's a uh, Discredit to Man United, <laughs> but uh, on such a wild and wet day, uh, fair play to them for keeping the ball out of the back of the net because it was fucking you know insane. They're just, as I said, they're they're lucky they were playing Man United because I think uh, any other team would have fucking put a goal past them. But I'm pretty I'm pretty sour about it. We won't go into Man United too much well, just yet. I can't because I actually like one thing that should be mentioned. I was at a wedding all day Saturday, so I missed all the games and really could only check the scores intermittently so I checked the scores after the 3pm games had finished and I checked after the uh, so an involuntary match of the challenge <laughs> yeah and I couldn't even do the match of the day challenge because when I got home on Sunday and I tried to find match of the day it was not recorded and then I went and I checked the series link I was like is that still on yes it's still on then I realised uh, the reason why is because when I got back into the house my wife had turned off the router and the tv and everything while we're gone away for one night so nothing recorded so i could only watch the highlights of match day too how selfish of her you know you need to have a gave her both barrels yeah yeah well this is a family show seamus (laughs) let's keep it pg uh but yeah so they were my two my two transfers last week both worked out fairly scored and uh the, the one thing that did cross my mind is if I decided to have just gone Aubameyang to Verdi, I probably would have played Otamendi and got that one-pointer, which would have been pretty fucking sickening. So I was happy I went with two. 
What were your transfers last week? Did you make it? I you just did. did the one. I had two free transfers. I just played one in the end. I did consider getting rid of Adam Mendy and I did consider getting rid of uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi for Martial as who it would have been in the end. But I held off on that. All I did was... Uh, were you Wilt- considering Martial? Yeah. Fair enough. I was Because I was just impressed with his link up with uh, Rashford the week before. And I had the money. Yeah. And yeah, I wasn't sure. Again, I wasn't convinced with them away from home. So, one game against Norwich does you know not make a summer no it doesn't and I think that's probably why I was kind of a little bit flustered when we were talking about United there a while ago because how many times has this happened over the last couple of seasons uh, in terms of United looking like a relevant FPL option again you had that brief period last Christmas where mm. Pogba and Rashford became essential for a month mm. maybe four or five game weeks which I royally fucked up even screwed my whole season up even Lingard for a while there looked like don't impressive didn't. don't you fucking didn't because I got Lingard in instead of Pogba I remember and sticking away a penalty he's probably the one person off. who can score a penalty at the club well yeah it wouldn't be fucking hard they wouldn't score a penalty if they were in a brothel full of penalty shootouts and <laughs> but, it's exactly what I said to you before this podcast began as soon as Bournemouth went 1-0 up I was like we're done United yeah. have to take the lead or at least be in a tie game to potentially win they just can't come back and from when they're a goal down no, they I can't break down teams when they sit back think, it's just yeah. a, it's a problem yeah no you're hitting the nail on the head there Seamus I think you're you're bang on they do struggle to break down teams uh, so that's why when you see them up against a team who don't necessarily want to win they just don't want to fucking lose mm. uh, they'd struggle to break them down and uh, yeah fucking especially look. away from home which is kind of why I didn't do the Martial move this week uh, last week I thought I might do it this week and that could be one of my moves because yeah. Callum Hudson-Odoi again didn't play um, I have uh, a thing with my team there I was just looking I was like Based on the fact that I'm watching Spaghetti Westerns today, okay. I was watching A Fistful of Dollars, yeah. and I did a kind of the good, the bad, the ugly of my team, and uh, yeah, the ugly part is Callum Hudson-Odoi and Fredericks, who haven't started the last two, and I've only had limited minutes, and i got to fix those. Yeah, fair enough. Well, that's your movie reference for the week, folks. Answers on a postcard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a little subtle, but if you get it. No, we're just kidding. It's a shout out to the only movie quiz that you need to be checking out, and that's FBL Chieftain. But uh, look, high points. My high point. I don't think I got to it yet. And again, before the match had even kicked off on a Saturday morning. I don't know. You didn't see the match, so I'm probably talking to deaf ears. But I don't know if you saw a clip of the Bugle player. Uh, that was... No, I heard something about this. Oh. I heard someone mention something on Twitter and it just went over my head. It what absolutely made my fucking day. So, I mean, in a bad way, it's a little shot. Was this for the, the Poppy Day? This was Poppy Day, uh, the start of the start of the Remembrance Month and they had a lad play the bugle to... Pa- yeah, paint me a word picture. Yeah, so he was there and he's playing the bugle and you're in Bournemouth Stadium and it's packed and everyone's ready to kick off the game week and you know he is fucking nervous because I'm looking at him 30 seconds before he's about to start playing and I'm like this guy looks fucking nervous and he's doing the finger pr- the finger movements with his with his fingers air uh, playing he's air trumpeting he's air trumpeting I, I think it's a bugle or a trumpet it's a, a very small yeah. trumpet and uh, he's there he's air doing I'm like he's trying to remember it I'm like oh, he's fucking sweating his balls off because I've done the same thing and I'm like going shit he's freaking out so when he goes to play it uh, there's something fucking stuck inside the bugle so he's already nervous he's not thinking twice he puts it to his mouth he goes to fucking blow it and straight away realises 
the the fucking fluff protector the thing is still inside <laughs> the fucking thing. And he whips it out as fast as he can, puts it back to his mouth and starts. But boy, fuck, is he shaky. And <laughs> it has a happy ending. Like, I'm not, a, I'm not a real bitter bastard. It has a happy ending. By the end of it, he kind of gets that rhythm and, he, and he's knocking out of the park. But those first, those first 30 seconds of that song, oh, boy, fuck, was he sweating bullets. And that just pitch. brought you back to your... Days on stage. <laughs> Days back, yeah, years ago. But uh, yeah, no, it just, I just was like, I felt for him. Uh, but at the same time, I was like, this is, you know, this is real. This is real life right here. This is yeah. soap opera shit. Uh, no, that was my high point of the week was, uh, you know, that little kind of story within the story. And uh, I hope, fair play to that guy, uh, is that it ended really, really solidly. And uh, yeah, that was my high point. And we've talked about our transfers. We've talked about our ranks. And uh touched on some of the key talking points this uh, week Seamus and I think we should dive headfirst into a little thing known as the drunk tank alright we have uh, we have basically four questions here um, which one will I ask first I like this one first that was asked by FPL Rogue uh, in a discussion today and it led to some interesting uh, thoughts playing favourites Seamus eh? yeah yeah well uh, it's a bit rough you know He's kicked me out of his uh, last man standing league. I thought you jumped. Or what was it? It was uh, no backdoor league. Yeah, no backdoor. Um, and yeah, I hope that's going well, Ro, because I'm not paying attention to that anymore. <laughs> but basically he's asked, look, is, are people concerned with uh, Raheem Sterling? He's only had two double digit, I'm digit halls. <laughs> yeah. I'm interested to see which champion fucking, which county, you know, is standing there at the end. This is a first, I believe, for me in terms of FBI. You're not in it. No, I know, but I'm watching the updates. I'm not I, uh, at all. But I'm just, I'm just being a bitter yeah. bastard now because I've been eliminated. <laughs> Sorry, um, I interrupted the question. Start again, James. Uh, he's wondering, is anyone else concerned with Raheem Sterling? Only two double-digit hauls in 11 weeks. So he's uh, in Rogue's thoughts there for transferring out. He said, obviously, he won't be making any moves until after the Champions League and Europa Games. But Raheem Sterling... Responsible is he feeling oh, right there. Yeah, is he? <laughs> exactly. We love it. Love to see it. What do you think? You considering getting him out of your team at any stage you know Liverpool midfielders because that's I've been kind of thinking I want to get Manny in oh, in a couple of weeks go. time so no I'm done. I just want to get him in yeah. a couple of weeks time which is why I'm not sure if I want to go for someone like Martial as my fourth midfielder because I'm trying to figure out how am I going to get Manny uh, well maybe I should keep the money so yeah one way, easy way I could do is go to someone like Raheem or maybe even De Bruyne but yeah to, to Manny do I want to do that he's, a, he's nearly 12 million so now. you're already flapping about it tell me I'm intrigued what are you thinking in terms of Sterling are you are you I'm, shaking I'm going to stick with uh, Sterling I know as soon as I get rid of him he'll he'll bang he's one of those players that um, are kind of is a captain of almost regardless of the fixture yeah, the, only, no. the only doubt is whether he'll start in certain games but you can kind of see a benching coming with him yeah. a lot of time I'm 100% with you Seamus uh, for me Sterling is is basically this year's Salah in terms of like last season and the season before, you didn't really have an option to to get rid of Salah. If you did, it it mostly burnt you because he would start delivering. He's just, as you said, he's you know he's capable of banging at any time. He is going to go through, go through dry spells. He hasn't been too much a victim of too much rotation, which I'm happy to see. Like in mm. terms of the Aguero Jesus, uh, you know, clusterfuck that is that that pairing, uh. I guess we can thank, you know, Sané's injury, I suppose, you know, kind of ironically enough. But I haven't worried too much about him rotation-wise. Yeah, there's been some quiet periods. He looks 
the most captainable every week to me. Do you know, yeah. in terms of like someone that I'm so confident of, if he's going to get minutes, I've no issue thinking he's going to score. He's not, he's not not getting the chances. Do you get me? Here's the thing. I think Kevin De Bruyne is one of those players. I mean, you don't have to have him, but I think he's just one of those players. I like. I must have yeah. that. I feel like if I don't have him, I could miss out on major points in any given week. So I think he has to be in there, and he's just started so cheap. He's just brilliant value for money. What did you get on him at nine? At nine point uh, seven or something yeah, like that. Early enough. Nine point eight maybe. Um, so I missed out on a few, but I got him pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, that aside, okay, like I think you have to have one like premium uh, city forward. So either Aguero or Sterling. Yeah. And look, if Sané was in there, then you could consider Sané as well. But the thing is, I would hate to have Aguero right now. You mentioned Aguero, Jesus, that whole, yeah. you call it a clusterfuck. Well, I, but, I call that the start of the season. Like, yeah. This is something that we would have seen two seasons ago. And last season, if there wasn't injuries. Yeah, well, it looks like that's the way it's kind of going now. You just can't tell when Aguero's going to start. And look, he played this week, he got six points. Yeah. You know, if you're happy with six points for someone who's 12 million, I know I'm never really happy. Was it when... six or seven? Did, did you get a bonus? I think you got a bonus. Oh, maybe he got seven. I yeah. thought he only got six. But, you know, I would rather have Sterling over Aguero. You know, he gets... They're, they get a lot of clean sheets so usually if he scores he gets at least 8 points whereas Aguero would have to get bonus as well mm. I don't know I think you need to have one of those guys and I'm not going to get rid of Sterling I don't think this season Yeah, if and I get rid of anyone it would be De Bruyne I'd go maybe I'll take a risk without De Bruyne and go back to Manny but right now I'm thinking personally I might just go without Manny well that was actually just a little bit of a, an, an add on to Rogue's question there um, you mentioned De Bruyne so if you had to get rid of Sterling or De Bruyne would it be De Bruyne? I think it would be De Bruyne. Yeah, I'd be the same. I think it would be De Bruyne. Uh, just because, as I said, for that very reason, I think you have to have one of Sterling or Aguero. And Aguero is too risky, so Sterling's by default the, the guy to have. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, I do think he's going through a quiet spell at the moment, but like, you only it'll be next week. Do you know that kind of way? He, like, it'll be against Liverpool when you're not expecting it. Sterling gets a brace. Do you know that kind of way? Because uh, he's just that potent in front of goals, and Man City are capable of absolute hockeyans. Uh, just going back to Aguero's points he did get 6 there was no bonus point my bad but uh, yeah 6 points saved uh, a couple of people's blushes I I saw a few punty triple captains Uh, there was also in our own private mini league uh, the leader the the, the tippy top of the pack decided to put his balls on the line and uh, triple captain Sterling living up to his team name I believe what is his team name Ham Ham well fucking ham and punk milk is what that was ham uh, indeed yeah, yeah so there was a, a bittersweet side to starting not scoring this week where i was going well at least fuck the yeah when i saw he, when i saw he was uh cap, triple captaining sterling i was like might be a bad thing for my own money league if sterling does blank but okay uh, next question we have just to move on uh, is kind of related a bit i was just talking about manny and this question comes in from fpl last or fp last or FPL Ast. So he could be an Aston Villa fan. Well, He's at FPL Last. It's just F-P-L-A-S-T. Yeah, we'll go yeah. with FPL Last. We'll go with FPL Last. At, here we go again, eight. Uh, he's asking, is it time for the last of us Salah owners to make the switch to Mane? I see what he did there. The FPL Last of us mm. Salah owners. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to make the switch to Mane. Interesting. Salah Mane. A question that we've had to talk about uh, pretty much all season and I don't see it stopping anytime soon. It doesn't need to stop. I think... Uh, it's constantly throwing up new twists and twists and turns. I didn't expect Salah to be putting leeches on his fucking ankle at any stage this season. 
uh, to drain the fluid. Yeah, I heard <laughs> something about that. He has to get fluid drained. I, yeah, uh, yeah. So that was a big. Uh, that's that's something I wasn't really expecting. Uh, for me, I've kind of flipped on it, kind of like I have with VAR, in the sense that I was all for Salah and pro VAR, and now I'm like, this has turned into a complete. This episode being sponsored by the word clusterfuck, uh, mess, and <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm I'm all for Manny now. Uh, you touched on it a while ago. You're looking to bring a Manny in. I'm the exact same. Uh, I plan on, yeah, basically making space in my midfield for Manny. Uh, I'll be waiting till after the city match. After the see. city game, yeah, city game, international break. I'm like fucking let those bad boys pass us by, and uh, hopefully we don't suffer too much about the price rises. It's kind of way. I suppose I've been watching him so much is because I'm on the edge of not being able to afford it. Has he gone up to 12 million? Do we he know that? There, yeah. yeah, 12 million. That's crazy because he said at 11.5 at the start of the season, we were saying, you know, that might be, you know, he's a bit too close right now. But I'm going to double down what I said, like, I think it was two or three episodes ago. I said, even if they were the same price, I would want Mane. Yeah. Because it just seems like Mane is the go-to guy. He's the main guy. This Salah injury just compounds matters more. So he's kind of playing with, like, you know, a sore ankle. Um, didn't play... What game didn't he play a couple of weeks ago? The United game. Yeah. He, didn't play he missed the Man United game. Missed the United game. Klopp comes out, came out and said, like, oh, there was never any chance of him actually playing. Where did you get that impression? Uh, from your press com- uh, press conferences, Jurgen. That's where. But the Mr. Last, Klopp, too. <laughs> the last two <laughs> games he's, he's played, he's had to... Have, Actually, that's a good question. I didn't see. Did he play the full 90 in this game or did he come off after 70 Stop or so minutes? Stop asking questions. I don't have the goddamn answers to. <laughs> Listen, dude. I told you. I missed all the 3 o'clock Saturday yeah, but games. But I didn't see And I them. didn't check his minutes because you know, he's not on my team. But my point is, uh, he had to come off the, the game week 10 game after 65 minutes or something like that because Klopp has come out and admitted he can only play so long before his yeah, it gets, worse. gets swelling on yeah. the ankle and it gets worse and it's affecting his performance. Um yeah, I'd be interested to find out if you can check if Salah did anything there, if he if he's played the full 90. Well, I guess did. they're chasing the game, so maybe yeah. he stayed on. But I didn't see anything about Salah coming off. And I know he definitely, if he didn't play the whole 90, he played a massive chunk of it. Because uh, as I said, I might not have watched the Liverpool match, but I did read up about it. And no one was talking about him being taken off early. Yeah. So Point uh, is, yeah, go Salah to Mane. Yeah. I think. I don't. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm coming at it from, I have, I have neither at the moment, so... Which do I go with? I'm just more comfortable with Mane. He's mm. he's tipping away. Salah does have that knock. If I had Salah, I wouldn't be taking a hit to go Salah to Mane. Maybe no, no, yeah, definitely maybe. wouldn't take a hit. But if I had no other immediately obvious moves to make, I would just do a straight Salah to Mane yeah. move. Doesn't need to happen at the expense. Like if I had Adam Mendy, I'd be prioritizing getting rid of him maybe, or someone some other problem area. But yeah, I think um, FPL last. Uh, I endorse that move. You endorse it? Yeah. yeah. I think I'm still, I'm stubbornly loyal like that, but I have shipped Salah out of my team and uh, I just kind of hope he, I just think we're missing some FPL All-Stars right now this season. Yeah. You know, our Canes aren't delivering, our Guerros aren't reliable, Hazard is gone, Spurs have no midfield. They'll come back. They'll come back. They I mean, fucking it, won't, Jamie. They've gone. No, they'll come back for spells. Like Aguero, like you're saying, we've lost our Aguero. Like Aguero was on fire for the first six game weeks or whatever it was. So it's just only recently it's gone off the boil. I got rid of Salah myself in game week uh, ahead of game week nine on the wild cards and hasn't hasn't really punished me at all. I know he scored against uh, 
scored a penalty against who was that United? No, it was the week no. after last week. Yeah, uh, Spurs. Spurs. Yeah, yeah. I keep forgetting that match. <laughs> but, I keep forgetting uh, that match too. Yeah. No, yeah, he scored. He scored last week. Uh, but I'm the same. I got rid of him the week before you did, and I've and the plan was always let's go for Mane when when we want it. The fixture yeah. swing comes back really, after. Really didn't want him to to do what he did this week, and I was very happy. Not just because we're United fans, but I was very happy to see Liverpool struggling to you know kind of gain the upper hand on Aston Villa at the weekend yeah. so seeing him end up with a goal and assist I Man, was like, yeah oh, that was sake. that was one when I saw it I was like of course he would have to get a goal and assist uh, but he did get booked for diving about time he got booked for diving mm-hmm. he tried to win a penalty under minimal contact I hate that shit but okay look he got look, booked yeah end of the point Mane over and it was Salah I think we were a lovely good. assist for Robertson as well I didn't actually well, oh. how do you, I thought you saw none of it Match of the day too, man. I told you. I didn't see match of the day, the extended match of the day analysis, but I saw the goals and I saw yeah. the, the main highlights. Um, but I couldn't kind of tell you a comprehensive, oh, I saw this game and where it went. The only ones I saw were the Sunday games. Um, again, third question we have is from FPL on Corked, uh, number one in Ireland last year. Yeah. And he has asked us, look, he's wondering about captaincy this week, which is no surprise. With Liverpool playing City, our usual go-to guys aren't very enticing prospects this week. Who are the other standout candidates in your opinion? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, as you said, Liverpool against City, that's ruling out two of the big boys. Like um, looking at It doesn't the- rule them out, but it definitely makes them less enticing. There definitely will be people who are Liverpool fans who will feel like, we're going to do City, I'm going to Captain Salah yeah. or Mane. I don't know about you, but I never do that. Do you like... I mean, it would be really rare. It would have to be Liverpool, uh, you know, Salah on fire going in against a... Injury ravaged Spurs away that haven't won in six games. You know, no, I, think, I don't think Salah performs well against the big I, teams in the Premier League. Like he, of course, he did it in the Champions League, so you know he can, he has it in him and he can do it. Mm-hmm. But like, if I was going to captain any Liverpool player this week, it would be Mane first of all. Um, and I think if yeah, but would you captain a Liverpool player away to Man City? Away, no. Are Man City or home? no, no, Man City are away to Liverpool. But like, uh, would you captain Liverpool player at home to Man City? I don't think. I would captain a Man City player at home to Liverpool. Um, I would captain a Liverpool player. I'd only captain the home team. I wouldn't captain an away player in these fixtures because it's so hard to predict how the away team will do. Mm. Um, I tend to avoid them. I just, I, I mean, if you can, and looking at this week's and getting back to to on Cork's question, um, there is a couple of fixtures out there. I mean, it would be hard to ignore Tammy Abraham after. After 12 points. 12 points, goal and assist uh, against Watford there at the weekend. Pretty solid fucking returns from him this season. Really happy, you know, with the price he he came in at. Uh, we kind of, I, I highlighted him at the start of the season in terms of like if he, you know, was there number nine. And oh yeah, you, you, you uncovered him. I basically. You get all the credit for how well he's doing this season. 95% that's, that's what you're saying, is it? It's 100% what I'm saying. Yeah. And do you disagree? Um, no, I just wanted to make that clear. That's fine. Yeah. That's uh, we can claim credit for that now on the podcast. I didn't realize that. So we should change our uh, bio on Twitter. Just we should have a new that. section in every podcast where it's basically Jer's discoveries, and Jer- I will tell you new facts about what I've figured out as a season. Jer's, Jer's, Jer's words of wisdom. Jer's words of wisdom. I like it. I like it. <laughs> well, yeah, I agree. He's an excellent choice this week. If you're looking for any other options. Um, Keen, I think I would also look at Jimenez if you have him. I don't know. I like the idea of Jimenez against Aston Villa. I think that's a really enticing looking one. Europe League not throwing you off? No. I just, no. Uh, Aston Villa away from home. They're giving up a lot of shots. 
Uh, but away from home, they seem to be very, very poor. At home, they're good. But away from home, I'm not sure they travel very well. I will also say that Jamie Vardy just looks like a great captain any game. Okay, and Arsenal seems like a hard fixture, but it's come on, it's Arsenal. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think I think Vardy is a really solid option this week. I'd be taking Vardy at home to Arsenal before I'd be taking any City or Liverpool players. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I think so um, too. But with that in mind, as I said, I think Abraham is looking really strong. I will say. Crystal Palace are capable of keeping teams out. Like they've yeah. shown that time and time again, especially the big teams. I think so. I basically just we've listed my three strikers. <laughs> yeah, and those are the guys I would look at. So I'm assuming you're just going to captain him this week. Something that you discovered, uh, you know, two years ago. Yeah, I'm. I'm probably leaning mostly towards Vardy. Yeah, yeah, I'm leaning mostly towards Vardy. Yeah, no, I'd be the same. I mean, it's going to be between Vardy and uh, Abraham for me, but uh, I would. I'm sticking away from the Liverpool City thing. I know there's going to be people out there that, as you said, Captain Mane, and I think you could stick your captain's armband on Mane every week from now till the end of the season, and you'll be probably happy. Mm. You know, it'll probably deliver the goods. But I like to look forward to my captaincy, and I would be very unsure of who's going to come away. From that match with three points. Yeah, true that. True that. I think that's good. Uh, I mean, all it takes is a red card for one team mm-hmm. in a like in a game like that. You know. So no. So uh, we're not. Neither of us are considering Harry Kane as an option this week. Uh no. No. Nah. I like. I mean, I told a, you a, he was gone. injured last week, so uh, we don't know. He had. He no. I think he had a cold, so maybe he's going to be okay for next week, or he flew or something like that. Where but, have all the Cowboys gone, James? I don't know. They, used, gone, they used to be able to uh, to play. Do you know what's in their stage? A bunch of punks. Bunch of punks that don't even know what the inside of 10k look like. That's what's there. <laughs> okay, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I knew we'd get you. I knew not being in the, the top 10k or top 100k this early in the season would start getting to you. Showing yeah. cracks, man. I'm sorry, Seamus. Last question is uh, from Helenzo10 at Helenzo10, which is Helen. I think it's Zoe. Uh, Helen Zoe. Oh, it is actually, yeah. Helen Zoe. Excuse me. Um, so she is asked uh, what to do with Abamyang. So this is, I'm going to direct this at you because you have a Bamian. Oh, I do have a Bamian. Should she keep or drop for someone like Abraham? Still don't own him. For sure. You, uh, yeah, like, Abraham is a great move. But I don't know. Maybe I would probably keep that. No, um, no. I want to uh, So do I drop for someone like Abraham and then use the extra cash to upgrade elsewhere? So she's listed her front three here. Uh, Abba, Vardy and Jimenez. So you have two of those three. Yeah. I'd be instantly dropping uh, Aubameyang uh, to Abraham. I think... Abraham for me is in the top two to three strikers for the entire season. You know, barring any injuries, I can't see I can't see too many strikers taking spots away from Aguero's gonna suffer from that rotational uh bullshit that's going on at City. I think Aubameyang, he's gonna be up there. There's not a whole lot of other strikers that are kinda of blowing me away outside of Vardy. You know, like they're yeah. the obvious ones. She has Vardy, uh she has Jimenez, I think Jimenez is a great shot as well. I do think Abraham is Probably as close to essential as any, I was going to say forward, but I think Vardy's probably pipping it. Uh, yeah, as any kind of forward is under the 9 million price bracket, would you say? Yeah, I'm I'm not sure if I'd want to get rid of Aubameyang with the fixtures coming up. He has been scoring goals this season, we know that much. Arsenal have gone through a bad spell. Now the question is, will that spell continue or will they run into you know, a better vein of form? They are away from home. They're very bad travellers. Leicester are like ahead of them in the league. Leicester are third in the league. They're only a couple of points behind City. 
they are that team who seems to be pushing, you know, not maybe not for the title, even though they're kind of within touching distance of it, but they'd be like pushing all they're the other teams out of the top four. Yeah, they're going for you know? I wouldn't be surprised to see him finish third because they've got the momentum now, And but Vardy's just look so clinical. I would Who's try... Who's playing better than Leicester City and Liverpool at the moment? There isn't something. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So right now, yeah. But to get crazy. rid of like uh, Aubameyang, he scored the weekend just gone. Yeah, this one, this week might be a tough one. But then look at the next the game week 13, 14 and 15 fixtures. Southampton at home, you got to think there's goals. Norwich away, you got to think there's goals. Birmingham at home, got to think there's goals. Brighton so, at home. Brighton uh, at home, excuse me. <laughs> but look, uh, no, I'm going to go back to... Birmingham even in the goddamn league. No, they're not. So I was like, where the fuck are you going? Uh... Blackburn at home but no I'm I'm the opposite Seamus uh, you did uh, this to me when I was saying I was getting rid of Wilson a couple of weeks ago and you weren't wrong Bournemouth and Norwich uh, were pretty or not Bournemouth and Norwich uh, Norwich and Watford were pretty appetising fixtures but I had a plan and with Aubameyang it's the same I wanted to get rid of Liverpool assets for their tough run their tough run for me now I don't know if, if Helene has uh has a Mane or Salah, she probably does, she seems like she has a brain in her head, but I don't have a fucking Mane or Salah, so my plan was always just short time Aubameyang, I think looking at it outside of my own opinions and having Aubameyang, you're right, great fixtures, um, Southampton just you know conceded fucking nine goals two weeks ago, do you know, uh, Norwich, worst defensive team in the, well one of the worst defensive teams in the league, Brighton are, you know, not, not too great at the back, um, uh, you know, away from home. So, completely valid points. I just don't rate Arsenal. I think they're going through a real tough patch right now. Mm. Not just on the pitch, also off the pitch. You have a lot of shit going on with Xhaka, Emery, Ozil. Has he lost the dressing room? Arsenal do not look very aggressive going forward right now but the one thing they can do is score goals they can't shut the back door but they can get goals yeah and are they going to get more goals than Chelsea's Abraham uh, Chelsea and Abraham that's my question you know hmm. yeah. you don't have Abraham I want to have Abraham for Crystal Palace at home West Ham at home and Aston Villa at home more than I want Aubameyang at home to Southampton Arjun Brighton that's the that's the truth right there yeah do we see lots of goals against Crystal Palace? Maybe not Crystal Palace. I can definitely see a goal or two and like Tammy could be the guy to get the goal because yeah. he's the guy who's scoring him at the moment but whew, it's a tough one. I've got I'm I'm going yes I'll bat out Abraham in yeah. you're on the fence. I'd, I'd listen to you more than I I mean I think that seems like uh, can I get that in the, that seems, that seems in a, bit, a bit picky but I'm going <laughs> to just defer to you because you have the player so you're going to be more invested and thought about this more but like immediately as I hear it I'm like Ugh. the only thing to consider is that Tammy Abraham's ownership is like he's the most highly owned player in the game I think he's at 45% ownership so what you're doing is so you're kind of bringing in a bit of a shield it's a, yeah it's a bit of a safety move it's kind of like if he like he's got the fixtures he could come, you know, seriously bang and if he does bang it's going to hurt you because I think Aubameyang's ownership is in the 20% mark so but you do have three Three million there thereabouts to mess with if you do downgrade, and that's a lot of fucking yeah, dough to if make. If that allows you to, I said, find an upgrade space. Imagine turning to. two defenders into Alexander Arnold and Robertson. Hmm. But uh, yeah, no. So I think, like Helen, I hope we answered that uh, relatively okay. We've got one more question, Seamus. Was that the last one? No, that's the questions. Oh my god, where's time going? It's just yeah. it's just flittering by me. I that was we the questions. Four. That was we did four. it four. That was four. Jesus Christ. I'm making an absolute holy show of me, Seamus. 
Quick, take it out of my hands before I make even more of a mess of it. I believe it is time for a quick update of the FBL Hangover Mini League. How's that going, Charles? I, as far as I know, now you've looked at this a lot more frequently than I have. You've been a bit obsessed with it, you were saying. You've okay. been staying up late at night making constant PowerPoint presentations. When you start going on these little monologues, I guess start getting worried. I'm like, where's he going with this? Dude, I have no idea. I mean, once I hit record and start saying words, it's like Michael Scott in the office. I just say the next thing and hope it makes a bit of sense. Yeah, and if I, I could come up with a witty little, oh, pun, then I'll just Yeah, do that. I've noticed that. Sometimes you just start speaking and just hope you find your point somewhere it's working as you're speaking. Yeah, it's working. I don't know. Um, but to go over the FPL Hangover Mini League table, yeah. It's a fucking page of notes, and you're giving me shit for saying you're obsessed with the league. Yeah. The manager, <laughs> I just want to start with, I'm good, I've got the whole top 10, because we're here don't like long enough. 10. I'm going to call it out quickly, don't worry. Okay. But I want to give manager a week shout out this week is uh, FC Galloway. So that's Paul Galloway's team who scored 96 points. Ooh. I have an issue with this chat. Ooh. He's got two teams in it. What? He's got two Galloways. See, this is. See, you're not fucking paying attention, man. I think I saw that actually. A couple yeah, weeks he's ago. got two fucking Galloways in there. But well, one of them is doing smashing. Yeah. What did you say you got? Uh, 96 points. Ooh, fuck. Yeah, so uh, he got his points from. Now, he had a dream defense, really. He had Soy, Soyunchu, and he had Lundstrom. He also had Pereira. I think he had Pope and Goals, um, which did nothing. But those three alone came in with a ton of points, over 40 points from those three players. He also had Madison. He ca- got his captain right. He captained Tammy Abraham. Also had Aubameyang and he had Josh King. Yeah. Yeah, so he's manager week. He's moved into our top five, which I'll go through our top ten here quickly. So, uh, top ten is interesting. So, former leader Eric Braspenning. He's down to ten. He's down to ten. Yeah. He was one three weeks ago. Yeah, so 640 points. Uh, and he's uh, he is just a just behind uh, Tom Ariarty, whose team son of a pitcher on 646. Then you've got in eighth, Fruity FC, Alan Finucane, 651 points. In that seven, Bongo's Runes Parties, Steve Lavin uh, with 652 points. Limerick lad. Oh, is it Limerick lad? I don't yeah. know, Steve. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next team, 11, Keanu Reeves, uh, Dave Sexton, 657 points, another former leader of the uh, league. Uh, in fifth, that Antonio Trust, Charlie Bennett, 663 then in fourth, we have FC Galloway. Uh, Paul, that we just mentioned there, 667. Lukewarm FC, Luke Burgess with 672, which is seven points behind Behind Chicken Caesar Salah. Anthony Clark, 679. He's at the 5.9K in the world. Very and nice. in at number one for the X week in a row, Bearded Bozos, David Grant, 685. He's at 3.5K now at the moment. So... It's getting pretty close because David was a good bit ahead there for a while, but there's only six points between him and second at the moment. And there's only, what, 45 points between first and tenth? Yeah. They're all starting to close up here now. So, yeah. Well, we've had Beard of Buzzes sitting on top for a little while, so lads, you need to up your game. We're never doing ten again. That's horrific. Having to hear ten people on top of our mini league that are that far ahead of us. It's like, yeah. nah, this is... You are up to 29th, I believe. Up to or down to? Oh, you may be down to. Yeah. I'm up <laughs> I'm up to 40th. Yeah, well, it's not fucking hard from rock bottom. <laughs> uh, but look, we're actually doing pretty well for time so far this yeah. week, Seamus, which I'm pretty happy with. So I want to discuss some of the things that we mightn't have touched on yet. And you, I know you definitely skirted around the topic a while ago. And it's one that's going to have a lot of people... Uh, probably looking at this and it's the Pulisic hudson Adoy situation mm. and like you've got hudson Adoy in there on your wildcard three weeks ago he delivered you a nine point return you're very happy with that 
And since then, it's been all fucking downhill. Hasn't started the last two games and Pulisic on fire. Hat-trick two weeks ago. Continued that with a goal this week. Pretty sure, you know, he's... You, know, he's you reckon start he's going to start this week. Yeah. this week again. Yeah, it's hard to say for certain what's going to happen, but four goals in two games, he's hardly going to be dropped, is he? Uh, I don't think so. Does that so. mean hudson Adoy is ruled out? Like, you, you said you're thinking of getting rid of him anyway. He's a, he's a fire. Yeah, I mentioned it earlier. So, my good, the bad, and the ugly. So, uh, the good were my forwards. Mm-hmm. The, the three I just mentioned there uh, to FPL on Cork's question. And uh, I guess the bad was your midfields. The bad was out of Mendy. Because uh, okay, he's actually only got me three points in two starts in the last five games. And the ugly is uh, Callum Hudson Adoy and Fredericks, who have 25 minutes and 18 minutes between them in the last each in the last two games. So, if yeah, the thing with Callum Hudson Adoy is I feel like he'd get points off the bench, but he's not really getting a whole lot of time to do that. He's only getting like 10 minutes a game. And look, it was always my dodgy, risky fourth midfield slot where I feel like, okay, six million. I think I got him for 5.9. Around 6 million, I can have someone there who can maybe do something for me. Um, now, with money in the bank, I could make that Martial, which looks a whole lot more appealing coming forward. Uh, they've got the fixtures in the next three. They've got Brighton and Hove Albion, uh, Sheffield United away, and then Aston Villa at home. So they've got three nice fixtures. I might go Martial for that. The other one I'm looking at there is possibly I could go for someone like McGinn, downgrade to McGinn. I could go, go, could go for it's Redmond. It's odd that you bring Villa up because when I was kind of thinking about teams that we haven't really touched on, uh, one of the teams that next spring to my mind uh, is Aston Villa. I mean, mm. we know about my Miguel Cantwell fiasco from, from months ago, but, uh, you know, he got an assist there at the weekend again. He did, against Man City. Yeah, uh, and he's tipping away still. And Villa are just looking stronger as the season's going. Mm. Like, yes, they look... Uh, week uh, away from home. I'm not going to judge them too much on. No, but they might they against... might start arresting that. We just don't know when. Yeah, but at sure. the minute, I'm just going. Okay, well, until they start showing more promising signs away from home. But either way, they're they're, they're, they're showing great signs at home. Yeah, and their team is extremely affordable. Which, of course, you know, you know, newly promoted team. It's what you're going to expect. But a relatively solid, uh, a solid kind of fantasy output from these te- this team so far this season yeah and like they're playing you know I, I just think that Wolves he's away good. Newcastle at home tough fixtures then away to Man United at Chelsea and then at home to Leicester so I mean their fixtures are, are middle of the road at, at best but if a, like if Man United is your toughest fixture in the next three well Chelsea I'd say is your toughest fixture how many fixtures is that away four <laughs> god damn you so if nuts. Man United is their toughest fixture <laughs> in their next three Fuck you, then I'm editing this out, Chavis. <laughs> this is going right on the goddamn cotton floor, right? But, uh, yeah, uh, then that's not too bad. But I guess, look, Wolves away isn't that hard. But Newcastle at home, you think, is good. No, I'm just kind of looking at those. These are guys who are in around my, like, who can I get for that kind of mind? And the one that I would love to get is Trossard for Brighton. But they've got some tough fixtures. Trossard, I love mm-hmm. how you use that. It's Trossard, James. You say it no. like a, you have to say it like a bogger. Trossard, Trossard. Yeah, you're saying it like a guy from Limerick, whereas I'm saying it yeah. like a guy from. Belgium. You're not allowed to get Trossard. He was the guy I got in the start of the season. I got absolutely. Did you actually own robbed? Him? I oh, he did him. until he got yeah, injured. Until he got injured, I was absolutely robbed, uh, for, and that screwed me up because I meant I had to focus on an injury. Uh, so for me you're not allowed to touch Trussard he's only played in five games a season and he has four attacking returns he looks like he had 20 plus goals and assists last year in the Belgian league or wherever he came from the Dutch league yeah I mean I'll, I'll take a bit of time with Trossard in terms of I've seen too many 
uh, players look great that turned out to you know just be a fucking flash in the pan. No, I'm I'm saying it right now. This guy's not going to be a flash in the pan. This guy is going to be great. Um, everything I've every time I've seen him, he looks fantastic. Um, he hasn't started the last two games. He's come off the bench. Yeah, because he's coming back from a fucking horrible injury. Exactly, he's coming back from an injury, and I reckon he'll be starting next game. So I I agree with you. I think he will be starting. My only thing is I'd be waiting until maybe after Man United, Liverpool, and Arsenal. Like next four, they're playing three of the top six. Yeah, right? I that's 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 six. how I always do it. But part of me is kind of going, look for my fourth slot. Maybe I'm just going to get him in there and just see how he does. If he's that good, he will do it against good teams and stuff. So, but then you don't have a Mane. Unless you. Oh well, twice. that's the thing. I mean, if I'm going for Mane, then I'm Trust going. Out, it's going to be my second or third midfielder slot. It's going to be De Bruyne, or it's going to be. Um, yeah, I probably can't afford to. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't done the math. Yeah, you guys, I'm math. taking ahead of you, boy. <laughs> yeah, which is it's one of the reasons why the other transfer I'm looking at doing this week is Otamendi, uh, because I, even if he does start, I don't want to play him against Liverpool. And yeah, and he's already completely fucked himself as far as I'm concerned in terms of any viability this season. If he didn't isn't getting games now, why would he get games? Pe- yeah, Pep obviously hates him. Yeah, Pep obviously him. hates him. Doesn't trust him. Like I think. Like Pep would play himself ahead of Mendy. Yeah, like I'd play at this a point. fucking god ba- goddamn bag of potatoes in- instead of Mendy. That's how goddamn just, annoyed I am. Yeah, he just loves throwing. I himself went from the Ederson to Pope, who went on a who's been meh, so meh since I fucking wildcarded. Ederson to he's Pope. He's been worse than me. Oh. Pope's been rubbish. He's, getting, he's I, not even getting save points. And Adam Mendy in, and it's just like, oh man, like like my wildcard retrospectively is just getting worse as the weeks progress. Which doesn't make any fucking sense. I should have like moved past it, but like things like that are haunting me. Yeah, so, you know, little things. Yeah. Uh, no, look. I was I was even thinking, I might get re- I might guess uh, Ederson in because Ederson has been yeah, looking I'm really good. Yeah, I'm going back to Ederson myself. I'm like, well, he's the only one you no, can fucking rely on from but, City's defence. But now, like, he's even tipping away even when they concede. Hope's he next points. three fixtures are great, so I'm not going to do that now. But yeah, mm, I don't know. Yeah. It's 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 a tough one. Those <laughs> those are my, uh, as I said, my ugly and bad uh, parts of my team. But my forwards are in great shape, and I'm not going to have to touch those. I, I really like how you're embracing this spaghetti Western team. I wish I had known about it before we started recording, because I would have splice this into the show at some stage but uh, look I think we've kind of talked about pretty much all the shit we want to talk about if we've forgotten anything feel free Gomez to Gomez injury I wouldn't mind talking about that because that Go for that it. was like uh, that almost not traumatized an me topic but I will I yeah it. that was horrendous and uh, a lot of top talk about you know son was it a red card and blah 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 and your thoughts uh, I didn't see it you didn't see the tackle? No, I didn't. I meant to YouTube it today. I read about it, and I've say, I've seen that uh, the FA have come out and said that they are retroactively, or not retroactively, but they are upholding the ban. And uh, that does set a bit of a precedent now for what a you know retrospective look at a tackle does, because that's a whole bar that's not been set before. That VAR basically interfering, not interfering, but uh, VAR didn't uh, interfere because apparently the referee getting a chance to hear about it or look back at it. Yeah, it, he, it wasn't even uh, used because the whole thing was the damage or the injury was so clear and obvious that it was uh, no From review. F- it was obvious that 
he was put in danger, or he endangered the safety of an opponent but from he's the going tackle. For a yellow because card. it's an immediate, con- yeah. But because of his tackle, the immediate consequence of that tackle was a player having a horrific injury. So he obviously put the player in. Is that uh, the immediate consequence, though, or do you not think that's like look? I mean, how many times do you see cunts rolling around two or three times and screaming as if they've just been shot? Like, is it not like looking back going, oh, actually, he's fucked. Like, that's a horrific tackle. But I mean, if you put it this way, like if so, if you were running, and this is the way I like to think of it. I didn't put. I got. I was having this conversation with a lot of people on social media. Just I to, feel like you really want to talk about this. Just, <laughs> just to kind of. Well, I kind of was getting engaged with a lot of people on social media. Kind of you're going, married. There was people kind of going, he has no responsibility there, and I was like, well, hang on a minute. You know, there is a responsibility, and like if two people are. One person is sprinting down the sideline at full belts. You know that pitch, the United United yeah. pitch? There's a big drop off off the, side, off the side of the pitch. If two people are running full pelts and one person says, I'm just going to push this guy, give this guy a, a slight nudge to push him off because he's going to get around me otherwise. Yeah. And he's running full pelt down the pitch, you give him a slight nudge and he fucking goes off the side of the pitch and reefs himself on the fucking barrier. You blame the player and not the, the people who designed the stadium? Well, like the people who designed the stadium aren't thinking, okay, there is going to be a match in three years' time where a guy, two guys, are going to be running down the pitch. But you, well, there's, there's that a, would be a silly no, thing not to be thinking about. But it's a fucking football. Pitch. It's a lot. Yeah. Well, you're not saying it's a lot more obvious if there's two guys running down the pitch here where there's a steep, steep bank on the left. Maybe I'll push this guy and he might go down there. Yeah, but is he thinking I'm going to smash him into the railing at the bottom, or is he thinking I'm not letting him pass me? Which is what you said. He's not thinking. That's my point. <laughs> He's not he's reacting. No, he's not thinking. That's my point. So he's like not considering all of all consequences and the one consequence that's probably like a 1% chance of happening. Um, yeah. If I'll he does that and he endangers the safety of an opponent, then it's record. So like I said, it might only be a small push. It could be just like yeah, a push that puts someone off. At that, at that pace. Back to what Sun did. There was no push in that. No, but it was a clip. But he was like, Gomez was at 100% velocity. And as soon as he was pushed, apparently, because I thought it was when Aria came in and collided with him. Yeah, yeah I remember you saying um, But apparently, the footage that I haven't seen, because they won't show it, I don't want to see it, shows that when he pushed and he landed, uh, his foot gets stuck in the ground and it dislocates at the moment of impact on the ground. So that just sounds so, like, a horrific, uh, like a horrific injury that Son definitely wasn't... Like, how many times did that happen? I'm not, say, I'm not, I'm not saying that he, uh, he is... It's his fault. I'm not saying it's his fault. Okay. People, a lot of people out, out there kind of seem to go like, okay, fault equals, or responsibility equals fault. But that doesn't mean, like, you can have a, you can be responsible or have a responsibility in an, in a sequence of events. Doesn't yeah. mean, like, you know, oh what yeah. What does equal fault then? Intent? Well, yeah, well, that's what people say. People say, like, if there's no intent in something, it's not someone's fault. That's kind of where right, I'm if going. so if there's no intent in it it's not an accident. I'm not saying it's an accident. It's obviously accidental because there's no yeah. intention like that from he's some not of the concepts. Roy Keenan then. No, he's, he's not, not and yeah. he's in tears afterwards. But my point is, you know, if you do something cynical, which it was a cynical foul. If you do something cynical and the intended consequence of which was just to bring someone down, but they're going at such fast speed that a consequence occurs that you hadn't even considered you that still means you have an element of responsibility yeah i don't think it was a red card i'm saying that now i don't okay. think it was a red card a but weird. i can see why a red card was given because it's a bit weird why you'd care about what responsibility what responsibility even means in this in this scenario if you don't think it's a red card like as far as i'm concerned i just put myself in the same shoes and if we're playing indoor football and you clip my fucking leg and i accidentally fall over and break the fucking thing I don't, and I know it was just a cheeky clip, 
I know that you're not responsible for me breaking my leg. It's a, it's a consequence of a of an action. But I, was, look, I was about to ask a question, but I kind of already know the answer. It's like, have you ever been running so fast? And I was like... Yeah, you well, fucking <laughs> flipped me multiple fucking times when we were playing football. So cynically that it would nearly make me punch you if I didn't love you so much. But it's like... Yeah. I have. Are you saying this yeah, happened Yeah, you're the a dirty cunt. And, <laughs> I love uh, it. I didn't yeah, think I was. <laughs> you're just a filthy fucker. And it's uh, it's so cynical. Uh, so, I mean, I mean I've been there and it's like, when, I'm going to dislocate my knee a bunch yeah, of times. Yeah, when you're running that fast, a small thing like that could lead to a, a serious injury. Like, And like, you're not going to go, well, I obviously only clipped him. It's not my fault the fucker landed and bushed his knee. Yeah. But anyway, that's uh, I, that was something I wanted to mention. That game. It was a fucking drab game. I remember watching the game because it was only one of two games I saw this weekend. And I remember thinking... The only standout thing in this game is Gomez's amazing hair. <laughs> oh. And then like 20 minutes later, I was like, well, I definitely can't use that in the pod yeah, anymore. Because yeah, because yeah, the poor bastard. And he was the best player on the pitch up to that point, I thought. He's a he good was, player and um, I wish him the best of recoveries. And I hope you've all enjoyed that tangent. Because now we've got two new segments to the pod. Jer's Discovery of the Week and Seamus's Gear to Grind. But that does bring us to our last segment, folks. And I guess you all know by this stage what time it is. It's time to get your balls to the wall. That's right, folks. If you weren't singing this song in your head in around the office before now, you will be after this. Little FBL Renegades reference there. Did you see that? I did, yeah. 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 Did you see the picture I put I, Thank you for sharing the artwork. Yeah, I think it needs to be seen. There's a collector's edition where it's not his groin in leather spandex. It's him holding a ball quite aggressively by his side in the leather spandex. So oh. there's more to this than meets the eye. No, you know, no imagery required. <laughs> I'm spilling my fucking fag everywhere. Jesus Christ. All right. Um, we'll start with last week's balls to the wall picks. All right. Um, starting, of course, with the, down, the hottest of shots. No, I'm not. I'm not down at all because be. I won. The Fuck! Last I was week. really taking a chance there. <laughs> I didn't know if you won. I was like, shit. You went with... Uh, I won bring sheets though. Uh, you you did you won that comprehensive we'll yeah. get to that we'll get to that so uh, your picks last week were Sterling and Aubameyang uh, cool. not cool. a bad not a bad choice with uh, Aubameyang uh, but Sterling only with the one pointer I had KDB again who blanked but I had Mane so yeah my 14 points beats your 9 well you had one attacking uh, attacker return and I had one attacker return oh Mane had two attacking returns no attacker Returns. <laughs> I said attacker. Oh, sorry. I.e., one of your picks. Yeah, <laughs> it was oh, right. Yeah, but one of them uh, was more, was more right. right. Than mine. <laughs> and with the puck fathers, though, it was a drab uh, affair. Nil all there, really. really? Uh, Mopay got two and Martial got two. Yeah, I mean, we touched on Martial and you talked about your thoughts before. We'll, leave, we'll, we'll keep this succinct, but like. Fuck am I glad I didn't jump on United last week. Yeah, but I am thinking I might still jump on this week. I know you're put off it just because of how bad they were. That's crazy. Um, Can't believe you would even consider United. Mopé this week I thought was a good pick. They did win um, by a couple of goals, but uh, no, nothing for, for that lad. Which works out in terms of overall rank because he's picking up owners. Picking up he's owners. Tip, he's tipping away. Connelly, and his pictures are turning now a bit as well. Connolly want to watch out for with Brighton as well. Uh, yeah. He's 4.7 uh, now, I think. But, uh, you know, we don't want to go too much into Brighton. Same caveat that we said with Trossard, really. Mm-hmm. Watch the fixtures and uh, maybe hold off. But so, I'm, if I was going to chance one of them, it would be Trossard. Yeah, well, Trossard is a far more expensive option. Like, for me, considering I'm looking at going to bring a, to bring Mane in and downgrade Aubameyang, 
Connolly is is offering a bit of potential, and I'm yeah. happy to see that Connolly wasn't taken off for Trossard last week, no, which is no, one of my been. biggest concerns. But that means you won last week, just straight through. I mean, the two Pogbaras well, were a blank, but goddamn you! The Breen, no, the Breen sheet you won though. Uh, you had first pick, and you went with Lundstrom. And what a pick! What a week to pick the man. Two so, goals and a clean sheet. Out of Breen sheets, hot shots, Pogbaras. Who had the most points? No, Combined. Bring your fucking math skills into this now, Mister. Uh, you would have had it there actually, but so yeah. I win no, the whole week. Then I win no. hot shots, puck files, and brain sheets. My three picks were better than your three. Picks. No, the brain sheets only work. Oh. You were just in the brain sheets. Actually, this is something. Last week, I credited <laughs> you, I credited you with the win last week, and I'm only after realizing with the brain sheets it doesn't work like that. Uh, we only get a point if you get an attacking return or a clean sheet. So last week. You didn't get anything for your defensive pick, Dunk. You're just and making a my player didn't play, so we both blanked shenanigans. basically. Shenanigans. Um, but I still gave you first pick this week anyway, and your Lundstrom, yes, he got two attacking turns and a clean sheet. Mine, Dunk, got a clean sheet and bonus point, but that's a comprehensive win for you. Let's let's, for let's call a spade a spade. Mm. All right, and um, that's not racist because neither of those players are black. Yeah, and uh, game week twelve, uh, I was first pick. And my first pick went to Raheem Rashford. No, what's Rashford's first name? Marcus. Marcus Rashford. Uh, Marcus Rashford. Uh, we have some player if you put those two lads together. Raheem Mar- Rashford or Marcus Sterling. I feel like you'd make Raheem Sterling worse if you gave him elements of Rashford's game. Yeah, you're right. You know what? You're right. And you see Riyama uh, Jitter coming in for Sterling now, looking at... Uh, That's a price. They should be. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, he's absolutely top class. But yeah, go on. You picked Rashford. I went, with, I went Rashford first of all. I know you're down on United, but I think a home game against Brighton is great opportunity for points and being really impressed with him. Like, still in awe at that free kick he scored in the Cup. Yeah, Chelsea. It was great. It was bringing back memories of Ronaldo free kicks. But I don't give a shit if he scores one of them and he takes nineteen more shit free kicks. I'd rather he just give it to Mata. Yeah, yeah bring him off the absolutely. Bench that was the one thing Mata. I was like, oh my god, I was like, shit, we'll never get. It. It's like in the <laughs> Simpsons, you know, when uh, they give dancing Pete a, a quarter instead of a nickel. I'm like, ah, he'll be dancing for hours. Yeah, so I was yeah, like, I was yeah. thinking the Simpsons. Oh my god, he's gonna be on penalty kicks. He's forever. gonna be taking free, free kicks. kicks for weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was my fir- my first pick. Uh, you get picks two and three. So your first pick of all the players you could have went with hotshots, you're going straight for Marcus Rashford. Yeah, I'm feeling a bit hot for it. As I said, I think it was purely that FA Cup game just That's crazy. gave me a semi. All right, fair enough. You're fair enough. Rashford against... Did it give you United a semi? No, I would have only given him a quarter. Hey-oh! Uh, my picks, and I had picked two and three. So I believe my first pick was Vardy. I think uh, he's on such a run of form at the moment. I don't rate Arsenal defensively. I, I'm as we talked about. He's very much in my captaincy thoughts. So Vardy is my first pick, and my third pick is Abraham, someone else who I've been talking up on this episode. And uh, yeah, I think Chelsea again. They look great attacking. You know they're just going out of full pelt, and. Uh, yeah, Abraham is your front man. So I, I think I think I just had a bit too much sugar when we were doing before we did these picks. Uh, that really I should have picked Vardy. I just got a bit too excited. I about couldn't believe that. We, <laughs> I was left with Vardy and Abraham. I was like, what? United is your first pick ahead of both these two teams. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't I know. I just I feel excited about him this week. I don't know why. Fair Even enough. though like uh, Brighton have actually been playing well, I just think, yeah. You have a chance to redeem yourself with your four picks. My four pick then is uh, Jimenez, um, who's been doing. Great stuff for me in the last three weeks, you know. Two goals and six bonus points in those three weeks for me. So, yeah, I've uh, backed him against Aston Villa, as I said. Maybe it won't go that way. Maybe Europa League will um, will get to them. 
Yeah, I don't know, but I, uh, I, think, I think those are two good picks. I'd be worried about uh, Wolves and Europa League. I'm not convinced. I know you said you think they figured it out. They did draw one-one with Newcastle after their last. Yeah, I feel less confident about it after that game actually because I watched that Newcastle game or at least la- was large parts, uh, large parts of it, and they weren't that great. So I don't know. Yeah, so I I, I worry that the hangover, no pun intended, will continue for Wolves. And uh, but you know what? Fair enough. I think uh, if he's going to score. And if you have them in your team, it's matches like this that you want them. And yeah, uh, yeah fuck it. Uh, that's going to be the, you know a bit more of a litmus test. But that brings us on to our green sheets. And as you said... No, no, Pop Policy do this every, every week, week, man. Every week. Every week. Well, why are you not leading this Dude, segment? Dude, I'm waiting for you to shut the fuck up so I can... I have a segue here for the I fucking Pop I never Fathers. shut the fuck up. I that's know, yeah. Like, you just always seem to... Oh, lecker. All right, go into it. What's your segue? <laughs> I want to hear the segue <laughs> Let's now. Let's cut this out. I can't even remember now because I was like too enraged. Um, but yeah, I was really interested in our Pop Fathers this week. Because they really are the definitions of puck fathers. Because I don't think we like picked players this lowly owned before. That's your segue. That's what. what like, a, oh my god! Like you met a whole. Do you want to do us. your segue where you go to the wrong section? Yeah, we're actually so fighting this week, about lads, <laughs> this week, lads. In the brain sheets, we're going. <laughs> I'm joking. No, the I'm puck joking. fathers. The puck fathers are yeah. They're real. Uh, both under one percent. Under one percent. Both both their picks are under one okay. percent, and uh, I was really surprised by your pick, and I'd say you're probably very surprised with mine. <laughs> okay, well, I know my pick. I can actually remember this. Yeah, and that's Pereira from Watford. I yeah. think uh, Watford against Norwich. Norwich, we know how weak they can be defensively, uh, just in general. So yeah, I fancy Watford to get some fucking points in the goddamn table, and I want Pereira to do some damage. I'm sick of seeing his name popping up. You know, randomly throughout the season, I don't get any of that action. I'm getting a bit of puck fodder action. Yeah. Oh, what's yours? And, uh, yeah, Pereira is a, a player I like. He's usually better at home. I think last season most of his returns came at home fixtures. But Norway... Norway. Norway. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Man. Norwich are, um, are so terrible defensively um, that only a team like Bournemouth couldn't score against them. Yeah. Uh, I think that yeah, prayer is a good shout. I think he's been playing out of position. I don't know if he did in the last game. He's been playing up forward because there's a real like lack of strikers at, available strikers at the moment. I when you picked him, I had been considering Delafeu, mm. who I think is um, under five percent ownership and would have qualified. But I didn't want to go for two picks for Watford. He's my namesake as well, yeah. so I feel automatically yeah, you know, like there's some kind of competition between yeah. Me and there's only one Jerry. And it's, it's not Jerry one. D. No, it's not Jerry D. And uh, yeah, so I said, you know, I'm not going to go for a double Watford pick. We'll go for Redmond okay. instead for Southampton. Yeah. So that's a real. That's a fucking. That's there, a there are two puck fans through there, lads. <laughs> Pereira and Redmond. Do not come back at us. The thing is, with Everton, their best player, best midfield player is Gomez. Yeah, he's um, now. Yeah, so with. And uh, the guy they got to replace uh, Gay is not available he's not fit so yeah I think with him gone they could be poor next game yeah no I think that's a fair shout uh, again Southampton kind of you know needing the same shit as Watford in the sense that they need to get they need to start racking up some goddamn points so yeah. I mean that's kind of why I like with the puck fellas you look at the teams that really need to go for it for me I'm like who really needs points or who really has a an easy fixture. If we didn't have a puck fodder section, would we mention Southampton on this pod at I all? I think this is the first and only time we've mentioned Southampton in this podcast. Uh, maybe worth noting that I don't think Gunn started this week. I think McCarthy was back and goals for Southampton. But uh, we'll leave the Southampton talk right there because <laughs> I don't want to go into it too much. But uh, last week's 
Print sheets? Is that what no, have you done that? No, I'm just pointing at BS. <laughs> Bullshit. That's what BS stands for. You I goddamn cryptic notes, Seamus. Live on air. Yeah, I'm just saying, don't forget the brain sheets. Oh, okay, fine. So I nearly forgot them this week again. This okay, brain sheets. <laughs> I'm up first. Yeah, you're up first because you had the Lundstrom uh, holy fucking Lord pick last week that yeah. uh, effectively won me the whole game week in Puck Files and Highlights or whatever whatever. one point is, that, is, that is what that's worth one point yeah well it won me uh, it won me the whole week and you've been robbed of it look I'm getting distracted back to Breen Sheets uh, yeah this week I had first pick and looking at the fixtures there as you mentioned Bournemouth, Bournemouth don't look like they can score at all so I'm pretty happy with the cells. Yep. I think uh, Newcastle have been pretty solid. They're at home. Um, Bournemouth look fucking toothless a little bit. So yeah, I'm expecting a, a Newcastle clean sheet there. Not the first nil, time. Nil. You, not the first time you picked Newcastle this season. I don't think. And um, I think I was right the last time as well. Yeah, they um, they played. They played each other the last time I picked Newcastle. It was yeah, it was Newcastle Brighton that game. Yeah. Um, not a bad uh, not a bad pick by any means. And uh, Lascelles has attacking threat as well. Did he score this week? I don't think it was this week. It was last week. Or last week. Yeah, I knew he scored recently. And uh, yeah, I kind of... uh, They've shown that they're better defensively than you might reckon. So you're already shitting yourself. You know that I nailed it. Yeah, no, I like... I've gone for my own keeper. I've backed my own team here. I've gone for Pope. Yeah. Burnley. I think they... uh, Been a bit of a poor run of form lately, Pope. Uh, A lot of people talking about whether him as a set and forget was... Is the right idea. But No, I think it'll swing in roundabouts. I think the next two or three games he'll get some points and then he'll kind of... Go quite probably quite again. again. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But West Ham at home, Watford away and Crystal Palace at home in the next three for Pope. Pretty solid picks. And this week, as you said, you picked him for your breed sheets. And I think at home to West Ham, pretty solid fucking pick. I'll be, I'll be, you know, looking forward to my fancy clean sheet points this week. Yeah, things aren't um, all rosy at West Ham at the moment. You know, they're yeah. not being very fluid they're not they're not all tick on the same page and it's how many years has that been the case where you just like even the start of the season it's like you just can't rely on West Ham in terms of their form you know like they just lose uh, kind of consistency and this is coming from a Yarmolenko owner that was the reason I didn't go with Yarmolenko in the end I was like I can't anytime I've gone for a West Ham player in the past they always end up being a source of frustration so I said I'd do something fun and I'd go for Hudson Adoy and it was fun for that one week but yeah. uh, now it's starting to become a source of frustration so yeah yeah, I'm on. with you there man it's the same for you, for me with Yarmanko I've had him for essentially the same period that you've had Hudson Adoy mm-hmm. one week where I got a decent attack and return but look it was short term and these are players you move in and out exactly for 6 million what the fuck are you expecting you should be willing to get off this player if you can you know and there is options there with the, the likes of Leicester and and whatnot peeking around the place but look Seamus I think we'll leave it there uh, this has been an enjoyable episode thank you for that I would like yeah. to also thank everyone that reached out and submitted questions and feedback throughout the week really appreciate all of that you can get us on Twitter at FBL Hangover you can also reach us on Gmail at FBL Hangover at Gmail I don't know if you know Seamus but I think I forgot to mention all this stuff last week as well I didn't pick ah, up on that. See, see, now, now, I get oh, away still, with murder here. We still got our questions. We still got uh, no emails. <laughs> and you can get Seamus as well. Seamus, you're at. Uh, I'm on Twitter at FPL Drunk. If you want to follow me, but don't follow the pod instead. Yeah, follow, follow both. You know what? Yeah. Follow both. Treat yourself. Yeah. Treat yourself. Exactly. And we leave it there. Uh, enjoy game week twelve, folks. May your be green. God bless.